Hello, welcome to the Daily Point Pass Podcast, episode 330. I'm your host, Ryan Johnson. Uh, t- uh, Tim Spence is not here. He's Yeah, he's dead. I mean, you never know. Matt, I've heard from him. Matt, you know one day that's going to happen, and then the police are going to come knocking. Oh yeah, it's gonna be you, uh, it's gonna be a disaster. And there's like multiple recordings of me saying the people are dead as well. So yeah, well, yeah, no, that be... would prove your innocence that you just say it all the time, right? No, we'll have a forensic files episode about how they like <laughs> ignored all the other ones. Uh, that's Matt Lawrence. Uh, Adrian Petty is also here. Hi. Uh, top stories. We got a lot of Xbox news because they had a little uh, Microsoft slash Bethesda. Uh, what do you call that? Roundtable is what they call Round it. Roundtable. That's correct. Um, so they're giving us an update. They, they've officially completed the purchase of Bethesda. Or is it technically ZeniMax? Did they, they bought they, purchase ZeniMax? They bought ZeniMax, but the Bethesda is the marketing. Everyone knows them as yeah. Bethesda. Yeah, um, yeah Bethesda is the big, the big ticket item, pretty much. Yeah, so we'll be talking a bit about that. Uh, we'll go over the 20 Bethesda games that, are, that have been added to Game Pass. Um, also, they talked about that more will be revealed this summer outside of E3, it says here. Uh, an update to the Xbox consoles. Uh, this includes Xbox One, uh, Series X and S, is updating the Edge to the Chromium browser, which will allow it to uh, play Stadia. You'll be able to stream Stadia on your Xbox. So that's pretty fascinating. And then finally, PS5 has been the fastest selling console in US history for dollar sales. Despite the shortages, I, uh, that's pretty impressive. Could have been more, maybe then, eh? No, it would have been more Series X's, that's for sure. That's <laughs> that's potential sarcasm, because I don't actually know, but I, I doubt oh. it. It's interesting that we're not hearing sales numbers, though, eh? Usually they like to announce... Like, I think what we heard, like, right, right at the beginning, that they like, sold, like, a million, or it was the biggest Xbox sales and biggest PlayStation, like, sales or something for, for a console launch, but then they kind of went silent. It's because the sales are, like, lower because of the shortages. So like like and no one's gonna like understand that everyone's gonna jump on the number. Yeah. All right. Um we're gonna start with what's new. Hey Geronimo, give us your list. Um <laughs> <laughs> You know already, huh? Uh yeah. I uh did some overwatch with you and Marty for this whatever the whatever they're what do they call it? The the patchy Patchy Marchy? Patchy Machi. I could be completely mispronouncing that. You could be dead on though. Who knows? Um, <laughs> did that? I think finished it yesterday, so I can can retire Overwatch for a week and a half before they do the next event. Um, besides that, played Diablo three with you guys. I finally finished Minecraft Dungeons. Oh, you did with that? With oh, her, oh right? I forgot all about that. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, because because I I figured dragging you guys in there, so I dragged my nephew in there instead. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I said, Matthew. Make sure it's updated. And holy crap, we sat down. He's like, okay, Zio, we're going to play Minecraft Dungeons. I'm like, okay, buddy, let's go. I'm already in the game. He's like, oh, wait, there's an update. And this was on his <laughs> Switch. I sat there for two hours on the Discord chat with him while he was trying to get his Switch Minecraft Dungeons updated. And then it wasn't like launching. It wasn't connecting properly. He couldn't join my game. I couldn't join his. We finally got it to work. And then we beat it, but it was uh, it took way longer than it should have. But besides that, uh, Hearthstone, I did some Star Wars Squadrons. I chipped away a little bit more uh, at Assassin's Creed Syndicate, and uh, I played Sea of Thieves with you, Schlubs. What? Oh, that's what the pi- that's a nickname for pirates, pirate Schlubs. It? Uh, no, it's not. Okay, <laughs> I was gonna say I really don't think it is. <laughs> um, uh, I. I just bought, though, uh, Valheim uh, because I've heard nothing but positive things about it. Um, so I am going to give that a go. I have no idea if I'm going to like it, but I said, hey, fuck it. Why not? Um, probably seeing as we're probably going to finish Diablo 3 tonight, I might make that my Friday post podcast game now. I'll see. So who knows? Sky's the limit for Adriano Land. Sky's the limit. Matt, what have you been playing? Uh, I've continued my uh, 
playthrough of Control. Uh, it's gone a lot better. So last time I kind of had like a variety of like complaints about the gameplay and such, but uh, it was definitely early. So I continued with it, obviously, and um, I think I'm pretty far. So I think you looked up, Ryan, how long it takes to beat. And I got to be like, I got to be pretty close. Like the story kind of feels like it's hitting those sort of strides. There's a lot to be discovered. I can, uh, from what I could tell in the building and stuff like that, like side passages and stuff, whether those will be used in main missions eventually, I don't know, uh, or DLC for that matter. But uh, I think I'm almost completed the main story. And uh, I've gotten, like, I've gotten used to the combat. The combat's way better with the, uh, with the different abilities. The uh, enemy types have kind of started varying, which is nice. And I do, uh, I do enjoy it a heck of a lot more than I did uh, originally. Um, I will say that the game still isn't, like, pulling me in, like, some sort of masterpiece, I would say. It's not like I'm, like, really itching to you know, get back to it. Like I do want to get back to it and that'll be the game I'm playing on my PlayStation for the moment. Uh, so like enough to beat it. Uh, and assuming it's not going to take like a hundred more hours of which it, it, it probably won't be, but I will say that, um, like it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a lot better. It's a lot, it's a, it's, it's higher quality than I thought originally. I thought the combat was kind of cheap before, but with the actual, like other, um, powers and like the different weapons and I have like some new mods for myself and I'm gaining like more abilities and all the rest of it so it definitely like flushes out the experience and there's like a lot of cool like mysterious like ooh like what is this ooh what is that type of thing um so there's like a lot of cool stuff in it it's just I don't know it's just something that like when I play it I have a lot of fun but I don't I'm not like super super drawn back to it um like they have these things that pop up that are like I don't know, contracts or something where it like shows up and it's like bureau alert, you know, I don't know, do this objective within the next 18 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever it is. And I've never done one of those. Like, I'm not like into this game enough to say like, okay, I'm going to try to like be a completionist and do everything. And Ryan and I actually had a conversation about this. It's like, he was saying that it's a, it's a pretty, uh, easy platinum. Like, it's just sort of like go and do everything, I guess. Cause I haven't looked at the trophies yet to avoid spoilers, but I will say that like I'm finding that if I if I keep doing that in single player games, I think that's the thing that like pushes me away from single player games is I feel like super obligated to just be a completionist and do everything. And like you can literally get lost in some of these areas in the bureau. And there's been a couple of times where it's like, how do I get into this door? Or like, oh, I found this like secret area. How do I get around this 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 weird like paste or whatever? And like I could literally just spend hours down there and I've died tons of times trying to get into this one like area, which I think I need a power to deal with. Um, but like it's just it's just like it just feels like overwhelming. Basically, uh, the game's not like like doesn't have like a ridiculous amount of stuff to do, at least not at the part that I'm at. So it's not like it's totally unreasonable. If you yourself are a completionist, it's totally doable. I just sort of like I like the game. It's fun. I just want to kind of do the story, whether I do the DLC or not is um is what is is another thing i don't know whether i've done some dlc there's some areas i've gone off in that i feel like have been dlc and i have no idea if that's true i i was actually i i asked ryan this when they first announced the dlc and um um i'm gonna ask it again ryan is the dlc worked into the main campaign or is it like a separate launcher like a just like a like a menu like start new game and then do you start dlc or is it just worked right in the i believe the first dlc that they came up with is just it just shows up as like a new mission. Okay. I don't think it matters where you are in the story. Uh, and then I, I haven't played the other ones, so I can't speak to those ones. Mm. Yeah, because you're saying, Matt, you don't know if you're going to do the DLC. The DLC is the main reason why I want to play this game is because I know it ties into Alan Wake. Mm-hmm. And I fucking love Alan Wake. It's one of my favorite games of the, of the 360. Yeah, so I have like I have confirmed that too. Like, um, obviously I've heard about it, but like in game I've confirmed it. I found like some memos about it, and they were talking about Alan Wake and him writing and stuff like that. So like you know, definitely same universe. That's definitely confirmed. Yeah. Um, and and there has been like I said, there has been one area that I think may have been DLC because it was like kind of enough for a DLC, but kind of wasn't. And I ended up getting like a power, and I wasn't sure if I was supposed to. Uh, so it's like, like I just don't. 
Like it just it just kind of felt like it was like one of the first powers I got off the beaten path. And whether there's more, I don't know. I haven't been doing a lot of the side stuff or the the off the off beaten path stuff. But it just sort of felt like oh that was that was pretty good. Like that felt like a DLC that would might be ten dollars. So I'm just not sure on that. Uh, there is one thing I actually do have a complaint about this game, and it's really bizarre. Like so, this is some this is like a quality of life thing. So like I don't know if you guys like I don't know what you'd call this, but like. In the older days, so like maybe PS3, but even then it was kind of gone, like late PS2, maybe early PS3 type of era. Uh, they, you know how like you would go to fight like a boss and let's say you go and you, the first time you ever go to a boss, I don't know, I'm just making this up. So you'd like walk down a big hallway, talk to a character, maybe there's like a little scene, maybe a little cutscene, whatever, or maybe like a little in-game like exchange. And then like you walk into the room and then you do the do the boss fight, and then that's it. Well, let's say you die in the boss fight. In these older games, the 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 trope was kind of like, oh great, so I spawn back at like a checkpoint that isn't at the boss fight. It's like right before all that. So I gotta walk down the hallway, have the exchange, wait a little bit, then go into the thing, then fight, and hopefully I don't die again. I find that's happening in this game too. And I've noticed it a couple times. So there's been a couple of times where I've died in a boss fight and it spawned me like really like right there in the boss fight, either in the boss fight or right outside the room. You know, that's sort of normal, uh, modern quality of life. Great. But then there was like um, there's like this side mission. It's like pretty famous. I'm not going to like go into the, the details, but it has like Ryan knows it has a fridge in it. And I died in a boss fight like around that area. And I had to do the exchange there again. Like, oh, I think, like, I, I think I know what fridge you're talking about. I've heard about the fridge. Yeah. Like the fridge is like pretty famous. Like it's, you yeah, know, it's, you have, somebody has to keep looking at the fridge. Somebody yeah. Always has to be look, yeah. Yeah. So they're like, anyway, so like it leads to a boss fight, whatever, like intentionally being vague. And like, I died in the boss fight. Cause I'm learning to fight this new boss. And then I like, I died twice and it's like, Oh, spawn outside, walk down the hallway, talk to the guy, go in. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, Jesus. And that happened again. There's like this other bigger, uh, boss fight, which I won't really like super get into. But the thing is like, I died and it's like, Oh damn. And the game like acknowledges that I have restarted. It's not like the game has reset back to like, uh, there's these areas you take over fast for fast travel. And it's like, it hasn't like it, it's not like it reverted me back to one of them. It reverted me just like down the hall. So it's like, Jesus, I got to like walk down the hall, walk through here, go over there. And then the boss is like in the room, like the boss has spawned in this room. Um, and it wasn't spawned on the, like the first go in. So like first time I went in there, did like a little, like, you know, zoom in, in game cutscene, whatever you want to call it. Boss spawns, you fight him. I died. Next time I go, I walk down, like I walk through the store, go down the hallway, walk all the way in. And he's like spawned in there. So like the game acknowledges that I've restarted. It's not like it's like loaded a save. It's like, it acknowledges that I've started or that I've died and had to restart, but it just, I don't know. Like this is just, it's just something that has like disappeared from games for so long that it's just jarring to see again. Cause it's like, Oh Jesus. Like, and I gotta go walk. Like, it's just annoying, especially when you die several times and like, sure. Like, you know, maybe I should be more skilled or whatever, but okay. like, like whatever, like classic gamer tropes, like get good scrub. That's fine. But like, the point is, is like, I'm trying to like, it's, it's discouraging me from exploring because I go exploring and then it's like that fridge thing was a cool little side thing and I've heard about. So I wanted to see what was up. And then it's just sort of like to see the same scene over and over again. It's sort of like, oh, like, okay, like I get it. Yay. Like, like it was novelty. It was cool. And now it's just annoying. So that, I don't know that that's my. That's my two cents on control. Good, uh, better than last week, but not like totally amazing, you know, crazy good, whatever. Um, but like very, very good regardless. Uh, I've also played, um, I've been playing a little bit of Animal Crossing, just doing a little really? bit of grinding and stuff. Um, I didn't get very far in it before. I kind of like got bored. Like the, the zeitgeist was just crazy. And I think I saw too much of it. And it was just like, okay, like, I don't need to see it and play it. And it's like, it's just too much. So as the zeitgeist kind of died down on Twitter and such, I, I started playing it again, which is now. And uh, it's, you know, it's fun. It's good. Uh, nothing, No complaints there. Uh, I've gotten like my wetsuit now and I can go diving around for stuff <laughs> uh, and stuff like that. And I've like built a bridge and stuff like I was pretty early uh, in in quitting the game. So I've been doing a little bit of that. And uh Oh, I've been playing a little bit. I've been playing on my Switch, actually. So 
Uh, I've been playing a little bit of uh, American Fugitive as well. It's sort of like a an, an isometric GTA game. Uh, it's kind of I think it's on everything like it's on like PC and I think it's on other consoles as well. But I picked it up on the Switch and I've uh, I've played it. It's fun. It's just sort of like a like an I would say it's kind of like an older GTA style, but like with like modern graphics and it's isometric and it's just fun. But like uh, so I got pretty far in that. I think I'm like near there's like three areas you have to unlock and in classic GTA style the bridge to the different areas is blocked. So like from what I could tell, you have to unlock the different islands. And I think I'm like almost done the first one, but uh, yeah, that's been, that's been my week. Uh, as for myself, I've been playing the heck out of call of duty mobile. Yes, you have the absolute heck out of it. Is it because it's mobile and it's just at the, it's in the palm of your hand. That's probably part of it. Although I did go and buy uh, Black Ops Cold War, but that's uh, that's a whole other issue I, uh, I'll talk about in a bit. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm good at it, and normally <laughs> Call of Duty, I'm I'm really bad at. Go to get a load of this guy over here, Matt. Because I'm good yeah, at not it. Trying to brag. I am. <laughs> he thinks he's good at Call of Duty. I am horrible at normal Call of Duty, so I'm willing to admit that. But I think that might be why. It's just because I'm able to win matches and level up really fast. And so that makes it more fun than, than getting your ass kicked every every couple seconds, you know? Something's still going on in that game, though, because I did play that with you this week. We went into Battle Royale for the first time. Each of us, first round, won it. Won the whole Battle Royale. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty nuts. And we were, you, like, like you said, we were just standing out in the open. <laughs> yeah, we, there was like at the end, like we were kind of behind cover near a rock, but like not really. Like the rock was pretty short. It wasn't like it was a huge rock like, out, like formation. Yeah. And people would like shoot at us. They got the drop. Like you said it, Ryan. They got the drop on us every time and we killed them all. Yeah, it was so weird. Something's and going even, on. Even when I'm playing, like you can see them like shooting at you and they're just missing all the time. And I'm not sure what's going on. You know, I have a lot of time to set up my reticle and, and actually shoot them, you know. I don't get it. So, I, so <laughs> that's been so fun that I actually bought the season pass, which just rolled over like three days ago or so. How has um, that been going? Uh, Good. I'm already like 10 levels in, I think. It's like a 50, 50 levels, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's kind of the same thing where you get like COD points every so often that I think you might, I haven't verified this, but you might be able to buy like the next season. So it might be one of those infinite things that you can keep going as long as you keep playing. How grindy is it? So like how much have you played to hit that 10 and how long's the pass? Uh, the first day I played quite a bit and got like five levels. That was in one day. Quite a bit. Like how much is quite a bit in, in a mobile game for you? Uh, Maybe an hour total. Like okay, over the course that's not of the too day. bad. That's not too bad. Yeah, this isn't like I, a I wouldn't. Pass. I wouldn't say it's grindy. It's it's kind of just like you get you get XP at like doing anything. So okay, I already got one gun fully leveled up too, which has been nice. And I have found other good people, Matt. They are out there. They are out there. I'm surprised. And they are <laughs> and they are good. And uh, a lot of the times they're using SMGs, so you get a lot faster fire rate, which is very important, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and or they're using snipers, which can kill you in one shot, and all you have to do is line the reticle up and remove your finger, and you're, you've you've killed the person. So it seems like the elite of this game are doing that. Now I will say you can use a controller as well. You can, yeah, that's a good point too. So there might be people using controllers, um, which I might try to do actually. I have I have it on my iPad. I might oh, yeah. a controller to it and give that a go. Uh, but I do want to talk about Black Ops Cold War, which has been an absolute nightmare for me. Um, so I bought it because I was excited about Call of Duty Mobile. And it has the cross-gen bundle, which gives you PS4 and PS5 versions. And I tried downloading it, and it comes in a bunch of different pieces. So you have like the campaign, <laughs> you have multiplayer, you have Warzone, you have uh, uh, Zombies. They're all in different pieces. Not only that, the campaign is broke up into three different pieces. Part one, part two, and part three. And you had to download <laughs> them all separately. And so it was a nightmare. And I started downloading what I thought was the game. And I got like 30 gigabytes of it downloaded. And that's a lot on my slow network. 
<laughs> and I realized it was the PS4 version. And so I had to delete that and restart the PS5 version. Now, let me ask you a question here. So the last time, because Call of Duty Modern Warfare is the last one I played. Obviously, that's just the last one. So it's pretty recent. But it's changed. It changed a lot in the year that it was out. And then I think I played it like maybe, I don't know, a month, maybe two months. So it hit like Black Ops Cold War had been out for a bit. So like it's changed a lot in that, I don't know, 13 months, let's say that it was out since I played it. And the last time I played it, I remember downloading the games. I was downloading it on the Series X, downloading the game. It downloaded the game as as you would as you would expect, pretty big. I think it was like 60, 70 gig, I don't know. And then I booted it up and it brought me to a screen and it said like there was like three options, three big options, like story for Mono Warfare, uh co-op, which is Mono Warfare as well, and there was also oh, I guess I'm thinking three, but there there is co-op in the game unless you have to download something else. I can't even remember, but it doesn't matter. The point of the matter is it like There's also launched- zombies on that one too, right? I don't know. Uh but the point, <laughs> this game is starting to get this is this is crazy. Uh, the, the point of the matter is like I booted in and it like gave me these three major options. One of them was multiplayer. One of them I think was co-op. One of them I believe was campaign. Maybe it's a little bit different than that. Whatever. The point of the matter is that one of them is probably Warzone. But it. Right. What I'm trying to say is like it launched me into almost like a launcher and then let me choose what I wanted to do. Uh, actually, there may have just been four things. So like including the co-op and the Warzone. Um, and so like when I selected like. Multiplayer, it would say, you need to, you know, download this, this, and this. If, if I clicked on, you know, whatever, it would say, hey, you need to download this, this, and this. If I didn't need to download anything, it would just let me in. Is this how you are downloading this stuff? Or, like, how is this working? Well, I think I... Oh, there goes Ryan. Oh, did we lose him? Yeah, we lost him. Bye, Ryan. He's pro- it's probably It's probably because he's downloading... Black Ops Cold War. Yeah. I've thought for sure he would, like, come back in, like, a, like in, like, a blaze of, like, you know how we talk, you know how, like, it speeds it, up his it, voice? It, yeah, it, catch, it catches him up, and then, and because do you use the, do you use the Zoom recording from your end or from his end? From, from my end. Okay, so people hear the speed up of him, right? They also hear him drop out, yeah. It's the <laughs> easiest way to, like, explain him leaving, because you can, like, hear him leave, and then it's like, oh, there goes Ryan, like, oh, there you, go. you know, classic, right. classic trope. Let's, uh, let's move on, then. Where are we at? <laughs> so he was doing his what's new, uh, but I suppose we'll move on to the first story, then, I suppose. Uh, me or you, Adriano, what do, who do you want to, who do you want to do this? Flip a coin? <laughs> Why to host? Yeah, to host this next story, I guess. Uh, I'll I'll take the reins on this one. Do so, it. So the actual the actual crux of this headline is Xbox adds twenty Bethesda games to Game Pass, but that's just a byproduct of a much bigger story, and that story is Microsoft buying Zenimax and all its things that they owned, which um, is still kind of surreal to me. Like I remember when when. I, I I don't even remember who who sent the initial link. I think you might have sent it or Ryan might have sent the the head the headline, but like I was really beside myself when when that uh, when that story hit. Oh, is Ryan back? He is, but now is now his microphone's muted. <laughs> Hi, Ryan. That's odd that it brought me unmuted. Might be a safety thing. Don't worry. Uh, we we went into the first story, so go ahead, take oh. over. Well, what did you guys how'd you set it up? Um I I pretty much said it uh Xbox adds twenty Bethesda games to Game Pass, but it's also a byproduct of the much bigger story of of Microsoft buying Zenimax. <laughs> oh. Did you hear that? Who's got who's yeah, got who's trains? That? Like who's like that's playing a, on their train set in the back? Yeah, that's my choo choo train outside. It's an, uh... You guys might need to keep taking over. Alright. So um Pretty much uh, in a follow-up blog post uh, after this reveal of, the, of these 20 or 21 games, um, the Xbox has said that these that a handful of these would eventually benefit from uh, frames per second boosts on Xbox Series X or S, saying it would have more to share on this soon. And I believe that was said that it was going to probably be a E3 post-E3 kind of 
um, statements. Um, and then uh, one of the things that they had to address are, are exclusivities and Microsoft had pretty much guaranteed like, hey, any game that's that's on an existing platform or a competitor's platform, they will continue to support. They're not going to let it fall by the wayside. And they had I kind of got the feeling that they're kind of saying like stuff is probably going to be exclusive to Xbox. They, they, we have a quote here from from Phil Spencer if you want to read that out. But for for the exclusivity, yeah, like at the bottom of the page here. Oh, I'm seeing the which. Yeah, uh, so uh, I I can read this part. We're we're yeah. tag teaming this. So uh, obviously, so this is a quote from Phil Spencer. Obviously, I can't I, I can't sit here and say yeah uh, that every Bethesda game is exclusive uh, because we know that's not true. That's uh, contractual <laughs> obligations that we're going to see through, as we always do in every one of these instances. We have games that exist on other platforms. And we're going to support, go uh, support those games on the platforms they're on. Uh, there's communities of players. We love those communities and we'll continue to invest in them and even into the future. Uh, there may be things that have contractual uh, things or legacy on different platforms that will uh, go do. But if you're an Xbox customer, the thing I want you to know is that this is about delivering great exclusive games uh, for uh, for you that ship on platforms where Game Pass exists. That's our goal. That's why we're doing this. That's the root of this partnership, and we're building and the, 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 this partnership that we're building and the creative capability uh, will uh, we will be able to bring to the market for Xbox customers is going to be the best it's ever been for Xbox after we're done here. Um, it uh, it's it's funny how they're saying partnership. They kept on, they kept on uttering the word partnership, and it's the thing like, no, it's not a partnership. This is a ownership thing now. Although like, like I guess you, what they're trying to say is like Bethesda is going to be independent, like yeah. it's going to run like it is. I guess at least it, they want you to think it is. Yeah, and then they're going to be pulling the strings, the puppet strings. But I, because I, I remember when they had done like the the intent, like the formal intent to to acquire them agreement, and they had talked about it. Um, uh, this was in November, just before the the Xbox launch, like before the console came out. And the way that the way that that Phil was phrasing was saying that when it comes to any Bethesda game, especially in the future, it will still be a case by case basis based on exclusivity. And I and I feel like that was just him kind of making people happy in the moment. Uh, that especially the PlayStation folks who were kind of hesitant about this whole, like, or who were kind of like, uh-huh, "What the fuck about this?" Um, but I I have a feeling like. They're going to pretty much make them exclusive. I don't. I don't see many of them going over to PlayStation. Well, what it what it sounds like here is obviously they're they're going to continue to support the games that are already on PlayStation. Like, yes, like ESO or like Fallout seventy six or or Deathloop, which is a timed exclusive, right? Yeah, which is I find hilarious. Um. But I also wonder if they already had games in the works that were already already contractually obligated to come out on a different on on the PlayStation. Let's say I, the Indiana Jones game. Maybe that's mm-hmm. already locked in as coming out on PlayStation. You know? I, I have a feeling if it was, but it wasn't announced or revealed that it was, I have a feeling they're gonna roll that back. I think I think like, can, only- you, can you can you go back on that contract if it's already been signed and I mean there might be an exit. Yeah, sure. Like, there could be something yeah, where Microsoft just, just pays pay somebody. Yeah, yeah. You probably have to pay yeah. something. There's, there's nothing that money can't fix. I feel like this statement is still very vague, though. I think people oh, really just is. want Absolutely. to know if Starfield or Elder Scrolls is going to be exclusive. <laughs> I think that's all they want to know. Well, I... you know the the Starfield, the Starfield argument is going to be um, the most interesting because I think it's going to be the one that comes first. But it's also one of their first new IPs for God knows how many years, whatever Phil Spencer said on mm-hmm. the Fall of 76 stage, basically. So, like, um, because it's a new IP, but because it's so recent, it's like we'll get a taste almost immediately or as soon as possible, basically, of what Microsoft's going to do to new IPs. Now, the thing is, though, is there's that little bit of salt that they've already announced it. So because they've announced it, does that like are there deals in place with PlayStation already? Who knows? Right. That's the, the that this is going to be weird for a while. Yeah, um, but all these games are likely going to come to Game Pass, right? All these new games. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So they mentioned like like Phil Spencer big... mentions Game Pass. I think they're trying to sell Game Pass as a brand almost oh, more than Xbox. Fuck. Fuck yeah, they are. No, even, but no, even... but more than Xbox though. 
even if Starfield was coming out on PS5, I have no real reason to get it for PS5. I have Game Pass Ultimate. I might as well get it on my Xbox, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, why would you pay an extra you yeah. know, ninety bucks or whatever? Yeah, so they've already they've already locked me into playing all my Bethesda games now on either PC or Xbox. Um, out of uh, these twenty or twenty one games on uh, on this list in front of us, how many have you guys played already? How many? How many are checked off for you guys? Like beat them or like like you care? <laughs> Let's just say played. Yeah, what, what, whatever you consider to be done, you're complete, whether you've actually completed it or not. Uh, going down the list of 20 games here, Dishonored, the first one, Doom, the first one, uh, Doom 3, um, there's also just Doom, I just realized, I don't know which one is which anymore, yeah. I, think, I think Doom might already be on there, maybe, like the new Doom, too many damn Dooms, anyway, uh, Fallout New Vegas, I've played all the Dooms anyway, for the most part, except for 2 and 64, uh, Fallout New Vegas, Fallout 4, 76, big time, uh, Rage 2, Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim, on Elder Scrolls Online, Evil Within only with you guys on Let's Play, so I was not at the helm. I was. And Wolfenstein New Order. Ryan, what about you? Uh, do you want me to count them or just list them off like Matt did? I tell you what, what games haven't you played? That might be faster. <laughs> that might be safer well, for Ryan, yeah. yeah. I have not played any of the original Dooms. I have played that remake or the... the what do, you, what do you call that one? What, the previous Doom, not Eternal, but the one just just Doom, just Doom, just, it was just, just it was, Doom. That's it why I'm just confused. Yeah. yeah. But is this is this the original Doom or is that? I, well, Doom I, Doom 64 Doom. is basically the original Doom, just for the N64. Yeah, I think I think Doom is the 2016 Doom. I think that's the one. They're okay, I have not played any of those Dooms. I played the new Doom though. Okay, there okay. you go. Uh, I haven't played Eternal. I have technically played Rage, but I literally only booted it up. <laughs> that was about it. Well, Rage 2 or Rage? A Prey, sorry. Prey? What? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's, it's okay, Matt. We we figured it out. Go ahead. Uh, I've not played Morrowind. And I've not played Youngblood. Uh, for me, I have played the 2016 Doom, if that's what one is referring to. Fallout New Vegas, technically. Like, I have finished it. Um... Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and the only other one is The Evil Within. Uh, I intend, I tell myself I'm going to play Dishonored, Dishonored 2, Doom Eternal, Fallout 4, Fallout 76, Prey, Rage 2, and all the Wolfensteins, but let's get real. Come on. <laughs> and I have no intention of touching the Elder Scrolls. It's too, they're too far in. So I, I just counted it up. I've played 12 of the 20 games listed. Oh my god. Three for me. Um, and it, so, might as well, it might as well be two and a half. Cause... Well, this, this mine does not include uh, uh, Evil Within, which I watched you play. I might, actually, counting I might replay that game. Holy fuck. I, that game, like, you know, I don't know what type of feeling this is, but you know when you're, like, anxious to get something done and you just start to, like, I feel like I, like, personally, I start to panic. Yeah, you're, re- you're restless. And like, the- I'm like, I'm like, I can't fucking play this anymore. Like, just thinking about that game makes me panic. I, I regret playing it the way I played it. I should not have played it the way. I <laughs> like I was all, all public, too. <laughs> yeah. Did that second one come out or was that just no. announced? No, it, it came out. That, that That's why I found it weird that it wasn't on this list. On here, yeah. And the first I, it, Rage isn't on here. This isn't all Bethesda games, which is kind of odd that they didn't. Maybe it's yeah. going to take time. Maybe they want additional like uh, press releases saying, oh, now this batch of games is out, you know? You know what? Like if, if there were any sort of support studios that were not owned by ZeniMax that worked on it in any capacity, that might prevent it from like coming over immediately. Like if there was just like some random studio that they contracted out in like Norway somewhere that, that wasn't owned by them, that might mm-hmm. have some licensing issue. Also important to note that not all these games are on every version of Game Pass. Yeah. yeah. Some of these there, are just Xbox. There was uh, that very useful infographic that you had. Yes. Uh, that uh, I'm going to try to find super quickly right now in my camera roll. Man, I clicked a lot of pictures in two days. What? <laughs> there it is. Uh, yeah, they they had they released a really useful. Um, most of them are across the board. Most of them are pretty are across all all three things: Windows, console, and mobile. The notable difference is that Fallout New Vegas is only on console. 
Uh, yeah, Elder Scrolls Online is not on PC. That's odd, too. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, uh, Oblivion is not on mobile. Wait, Morrowind's oh, on mobile? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I missed it. And Morrowind is not on mobile. Skyrim is? Skyrim is on everything. To be clear, by mobile, you mean streaming. Yes, that's that's X Cloud, whatever. They, yes, but they 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 literally call it mobile here. That's that's how they label it. I will say that out of all these, I would say that I'm interested in playing uh, Prey because I never have, and so now I would like be able to without paying, effectively paying directly for it. I have it on Steam. Oh, this 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 the thing here shows which dooms they are. There you go. Yeah, there is no. I just like literally yeah. looked up, and there is no of the. There is no Doom, the latest remake. Yeah, the, that the Doom is the original. The original Doom, which means my, which means my count on this list just went from three to two. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I will say Morrowind. So here's an here's an interesting one. So Morrowind. I don't know how long it's been backwards compatible. Maybe it hasn't uh, until now. I don't know. Um, but or maybe it has. I don't know. But like the uh, I played the PC version way back in the day. Was too young to understand it. I think I like a year or two went by. Then I played Oblivion because I'd gotten Morrowind late at the time, and I was able to understand that. Figure that out pretty good. So I have a feeling that Morrowind. Like Morrowind's on my on my list. I have a feeling I might be able to because it is on PC as well. I think uh, in the Game Pass thing, um, I'm thinking even though they gave it to us on Bethesda uh, Net, like the launcher, they it was like a giveaway oh at some point. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah, so like they gave away gave it away, but I'm wondering whether I should just play it on Xbox. Like it's damn old. And it's Morrowind, and like it should probably be played on PC, and maybe there's mods to make it more modern because it's it's an old RPG, but like I, it's on my bucket list. Like I do, it's just like the first Diablo, like we beat. I do want to beat Morrowind. I wonder, I wonder how Bethesda Net's going to work now with all this. I wonder if they're going to phase that out and just work it all into Xbox Live. You know, uh, that might be why ESO isn't in some places, like you said, because ESO uh, does have its own launcher on PC. Because it's an it's an MMO, right? So it has to manage all of its packages and downloads and blah 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 and all that shit. Gotcha, gotcha. Interesting times, interesting times. So also, um, this wasn't at the. Oh no, I guess he did say this. Um, so Bethesda and Microsoft will reveal more news this summer outside of E3. This comes from Gamespot. Uh, marketing executives Aaron Greenberg for Xbox and Aaron Lossie. Uh, for Bethesda Softworks, confirmed that they are now talking and sharing ideas for future announcements. Greenberg said historically it was E3 when Microsoft and Bethesda would ma- make big announcements, but now maybe during a different format. Whatever the case, Greenberg and Lossie said uh, players can expect uh, news about the future of Bethesda and Xbox at some point in the summer. And then they also put here that summer runs uh, officially runs from uh, June 20th to September 27th. Why does, why does it have to be officially runs? Like, why do yeah, they like, have to, why like, the fuck, like... Why do they have to fucking fine print everything? But, all right. Because they said the summer. They didn't say yeah, winter. They said summer. This just is say, the summer. Just say this year. Oh, you year. know what it's going to be? Just say this year. Jesus. But, but people are... What, what people would probably do is... These guys are going to... These guys said summer. What they meant was probably September. And then September's going to roll around. People be like, I'm going back to school. And Bethesda still didn't keep their word. And, like... Well, them bringing up E3, saying it was new to historically be E3, I feel like it might be during the June kind of time period. Oh, yeah, very possibly. But I, I wonder if it's a safety net. Like, they're also, like, oh, first E3, by September, for sure, we could talk. You know, it's probably one of those. E3 might still be happening. So we don't, I don't know if Microsoft hasn't nailed that down yet. But I mean, it, it takes months of planning. So I feel like they, they would have had it down, locked down by now. Right. You would hope. They 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 did officially announce dates last year when it was canceled. They said, "Hey, this is canceled, but here are the dates for next year." Assuming it goes through, but the ESA also needs like all the partners to agree mm-hmm, mm-hmm, to actually mm-hmm. run E three. So yeah, um, I guess well, I guess we'll see. Um, 
What are you guys hoping to see? Uh, obviously, Starfield, right? I I could give <laughs> yeah <laughs> two shits about Bethesda IPs. I uh, he uh, says in a Bethesda heavy episode. Well, Matt, what are you hoping to see from Starfield? Uh, I really want to see gameplay of Starfield. I don't want any um, unless it's accompanied by gameplay. I don't want any cinematic show off. I don't want any title cards. I want to see gameplay. And to be totally honest, I want to see. Um, I want to see something like they did for Fallout 4. Fallout 4's reveal was really good. Uh, it was like super hyped in that theater. It was a it was a really good show off. That I agree on. That yeah, was like, a very that was a very good reveal. Like Fallout Shelter was just icing yeah. on the on the cake. Like it was Matt, really good. I remember you almost bought an iPhone because they said that uh, Fallout Shelter was. Uh, oh yeah, went coming on, out on the iPhone. I went on to Facebook Marketplace <laughs> I, like that instant. Oh yeah, I remember Matt trying to frantically type in the words Fallout Four into chat when they announced it and he was he was saving so fast he was it just kept on arrowing like it was just it was gibberish and he couldn't <laughs> keep his composure to oh t- yeah that was uh that was some serious hype actually and the fu- fucking horrible thing was is i remember marty like marty i think was working uh at that time at a place where he had to get up super early so he was in bed before all this and he just woke up, sent us a screenshot of the chat icon. It's 97 messages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, some some big some big fucking hype, uh, that's for sure, for Fallout 4. So like I want I want to get hype for for Starfield if we can. You know, and I'm also super curious as to whether or how they if they if they did get this got this engine to to run driving starships. <laughs> um yeah. But if it's at the quality, like I'll say this, like if it's at the quality of Fallout 4 in terms of obviously different theme now, but just just QA, if it's the if it's as good as Fallout 4, I'm like, that's totally fine to me. Like there's that Bethesda charm, whatever, like my doctor reversed before he went forward. But like I'm, it's not even in a Bethesda game. It's not jarring anymore. Um, it better not be like Fallout 76, like when it launched. What a what a what a mess that was um but every every um every bethesda game is uh is rocky at launch even even fallout 4 was rocky there's See, always there's always glitches all over the place the thing is is like and and like this is like a classic trope of like i don't have these problems like with fallout 4 i really didn't have any sent any serious quest quest glitches i didn't hold back i did i explored a bunch of the map i like have almost at least in my opinion, every location, maybe there's some hidden somewhere. I've been everywhere, done everything. And I played the shit out of it in that first week on a PS4 launch day, PS4. I don't even know if the pro was out at that time. And like, I didn't have any major problems I had one problem late in its life with like an NPC disappearing. That was annoying, but like, I seriously didn't have any issues. And the thing is, that's weird as well. And this is really weird. I had Fallout 3 on PS3, and a lot of people bitch about that version. I was using the the old 20 gig launch day PS3. Oh, God. And no, but, well, because you didn't really install games back then. Yeah. And I... Back then. And the, But the thing is, is people <laughs> complained about it, and I only really heard about the complaints like a year or two later, because I wasn't really paying attention to the internet back then, like news and stuff. And I was like, man, I didn't have like any problems. Like I would never think that Fallout Three on PS3 was bad, and I never had a complaint about it. It was, I don't know, it's just bizarre. So I don't know whether like I'm just less picky or what the fuck. Although I seem to pick apart games, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Skyrim was particularly horrendous on PS3. Oh, I didn't play it on there. I I heard that about was, all the problems. That there. was that's, particularly horrendous. That's bad. Yeah. So uh, Fallout Four, you know, in relation to. Uh, Skyrim and Fallout Three on PS3. It was definitely the the best of of those games, um, but I, there was still a fair share of issues. I, I had broken quests and stuff, but I mean, with with that many quests in that game, you you kind of just expect it, you know. Hmm. So, I, I guess we'll I see think... how this how Starfield turns out. Even seventy six was a disaster. Todd Howard talked about how he called up and how to fix it. Well, like the thing is, is like I think the biggest thing with Starfield is that. It's going to be the design of it, right? Yeah. Like, like seventy six was walking simulator in the beginning, in the start of the, in like the beginning <laughs> days, right? Like, it's just like, oh, you know, I don't know, walk around, read some like lore in the world. It's going to be fun to see what they can do with a whole new uh, universe, though, eh? 
That's that's also very true. Like they've been kind of anchored, right? Yeah. What if it oh man. What if this thing goes Xbox exclusive? <laughs> it might. Oh man. Or Game Pass exclusive, whatever. It'll be um I wonder what's gonna happen. I just don't see how they make money on Game Pass though. I don't like it has to be an onboarding thing right now. And I, I have to imagine it's going to go up in price. They already tried to raise the price of gold, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone went nuts. But clearly they have to start, you know, making money off of this. I think so. As, as of right now, the value is so insane. And they just added 20 more games to it. Most they, of those they, games are not monetized right now, though. Sure. They can, they can raise it. They just did it way too much, way too fast. Yeah. Well, I think the I think it's the same thing. Like I said, with the monetization, like obviously those games are technically monetized. You can go buy them. You can buy microtransactions if they're in there. Um, but they're past but, their prime in terms of profits. Correct. Yeah. Like like you're not you're, we're not reporting on Morrowind sales anymore. Yeah. You know. Although we should do that. that there's another podcast where we report on the sales of ancient games. <laughs> how the fuck? Like, <laughs> well, how the hell are we gonna get these numbers? Like, we can't look up reports, so we're gonna have to like call this company. And be like, hey, we're yeah. wondering if you guys are still tracking your Morrowind PC sales. <laughs> Like post Radio Shack era, like yeah. See, because right now, uh, Game Pass Ultimate Canadian price is sixteen ninety nine. I can see that going up to twenty bucks. Yeah, what's uh, what's just Game Pass PC a month? Does it say uh, eleven ninety nine? And consoles that's, also eleven ninety nine. That's still that's reasonable. Um, although, yeah, if I if I had an Xbox and I still have my my PC as is, I'd probably just go Ultimate, go all in. I have a question, actually, is, like, I wonder, hmm, this would be bad news, but you know how, like, EA makes, like, a billion, I, I heard numbers, I even confirmed these, like, a billion dollars off of FIFA a year. Right. I yeah. wonder if, like, Bethesda or uh, Microsoft's going to try to make a couple games like that, because then who cares? Like, oh, yeah, the game is, like, quote, unquote, free with your Game Pass subscription, and, like, but- then they'll make a billion. <laughs> So just just have a bunch of service games on there. Yeah, like I wonder if that's what they like. That could be the thing where I could definitely see. I agree with you. The onboarding, like this is probably onboarding. So like, but let's let's even let's be serious. Let's say the price doubles. So what did you say? Like sixteen something, right? Yeah. So it goes up to thirty two. Let's say, and we're talking Canadian. Um, it goes up to thirty two. I mean, that would probably scare some off, but it wouldn't scare me off probably. But that's why you do it slowly, right? So people don't notice it. Like it's, it's like okay, it's it's now uh, seventeen ninety nine, and people will be like, okay, I, I can I can keep doing that. A year goes by, eighteen ninety nine. I, I can keep doing that. You know, mm-hmm. they'll slowly increase the price over time, just like Netflix has done. And and I don't I don't I don't think Netflix has a bunch of people like running away from it. You know, there is a I limit forgot, though. It, it also includes EA Play. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot. That? This is nuts. It's like, this is insane. <laughs> So not only are you getting the eleven ninety nine value of for gold if you're doing Xbox, right? You get the what was EA play five bucks a month or something like that. I can't. I couldn't tell you. I can't remember. I think, that's I think all the, just the package included. I had was thirty a year. Yeah, that's insane too. <laughs> but no, but with EA though, it was like, in, like in general, not always, but in general, it was a year. The game was a year old or older. So like you know, but, but like right. you get Battlefield one. But past its initial, like, you know, it's no longer, again, we're no longer reporting Battlefield 1 sales. Yeah. Where's Ubisoft Plus at this thing? Ubisoft, Ubisoft Plus is, is, I'm sorry, but it's out to lunch. Way too expensive. What is that, 20 bucks a month? I thought it was 16. I, I can't remember. Like, I remember. No, just, I, thought, I, I thought it was closer to 20. That's what I remember. I remember but looking I at think... it and being like, yep, I don't want that. But I do think you get the games on launch, right? But it's all the exact same game. They, That's it's a good just point. like it's like it's like it's like pick okay, here's your game. Here's your drop down menu. What do you want? Modern day. What city do you want? San Francisco. You get Watch Dogs 2. All right. <laughs> Historical Italy. Assassin's Creed, uh, Brotherhood, or whatever it is, and it's, it's just like it's like a drop down menu. You just pick your pick your formula and go. Like they're uh, all the exact same fucking game. Nineteen ninety nine a month. Cancel any time. That's nineteen ninety nine uh, C. So Canadian, I assume. 
uh, access to the latest Ubisoft titles as soon as they release and over 100 games on PC. But Ubisoft Plus. You also, this also includes additional content such as expansions and season passes. But if, if you were big into hmm. Ubisoft games, it's not that horrible uh, of value. The problem is if you aren't, it's a terrible value. Right? Yeah, I, I would say like I play a lot of Ubisoft games, but I also skip a lot. Right. So I think that it wouldn't be like I'm not going to play like, just looking enough. at this like mosaic. I've beaten and played like Prince of Persia. I did that like when I was younger. I don't need that anymore. Rainbow Six is a little too competitive for me. For Honor, I'm out. Immortals, also, I'm out. You know. That Prince of Persia remake looks identical. <laughs> It looks exactly like the original. God damn it. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else we got here? So final uh, bit of uh, Microsoft news is that they uh, have started testing the Edge Chromium browser on Xbox. This comes from The Verge. Xbox testers in the Alpha Skip Ahead group can now access the new Microsoft Edge uh, on Xbox One or Xbox Series S and X consoles. Uh, while full mouse and keyboard support is still missing, the browser works as you'd expect with an Xbox controller, albeit a little buggy in this initial test version. So a Chromium browser on Xbox is a boost for those wanting to access websites through their console. Edge will also now provide access to Google's Stadia streaming service, thanks to the improved compatibility support with Chromium. Uh, should also improve compatibility with browser-based games and services like Skype or Discord through the web. So this is kind of interesting. How do you currently play Game Pass streamed games? Or, or xCloud games. How does that work on, on Xbox? Uh, you I don't. don't. I, you don't. You don't play them on you Xbox. You don't? You no, don't. Just, that's not an option. Isn't that weird? Well, they, it, it's it's because it's still like in the xCloud almost phase. Like it it's they're make they're making or I think we saw screenshots of or something. The the computer version, like the web version. However, they, they are bringing Game Pass streamed games to browsers. So you could effectively play it in the Edge browser. Yeah, like it, it's it's because most of those games, I don't I don't remember a game on that infographic that didn't show an Xbox but did show a cloud like a an X Cloud right. or mobile. I don't think we're at we're pro- you know what they're probably realizing we're not at that point. And most Xbox most Xbox players are probably just going to download it. Yeah, right. yeah. But this is a, this is a step in the right direction. Now, will this have controller support with Stadia? That's a good question. <laughs> pro- pro- probably because uh, which controller? All of them, because Stadia supports all controllers. It's very, it's very, it's excellent at just swapping on the fly your controller inputs. Assuming the game has the graph, the UI. So if it supports Switch, uh, the Stadia, uh, you know, proper Xbox or PlayStation, it will change it immediately. It just knows. That's, su- that's surprising because didn't at first like you had to use the Stadia controller. You had to use no. You could always use a third-party controller. You could only use a Stadia controller. Oh, I'm probably gonna fuck this up. Um, Wasn't it like Stadia wireless? Everything else wired. Yeah, it was. It was honestly a case-by-case basis. It was whether you're wired oh, on PC, wireless on PC, wireless on Chrome, or something Jesus like. It Christ. was. It was literally a case-by-case <laughs> basis. And and somebody and my brother kept on telling me, and I kept on forgetting, and I still don't. Obviously, I still don't remember, but it was it was a case by. But like the when I do play Stadia, I literally go to my PC. I have my Xbox controller turned on, and it just immediately recognizes it. You haven't tried the Stadia controller? Nope, it's uh, still sealed up. I was actually. just curious because that, it's a Wi-Fi controller, and that's supposed to help reduce latency. Yeah, um, but the controller is kind of crappy. Yeah, it's not. From what I heard, it's not a very good. The controller. face buttons feel gross. <laughs> Yeah, I, there I are really, some good parts of it, but I, I really only wanted just to have it because for the inevitable shutdown of Stadia and like it's still sealed, so I just kind of want it as like a relic piece. I wonder if it has controller drift. Ooh, the, uh... I'll never know. <laughs> so anyway, this is interesting. I wonder if uh, this is, will happen on the PlayStation at all because they have a browser, don't they? They have a browser. <laughs> The, uh, they they the, do, but I don't know where it is. The, on the PS, I don't know about the PS5, PS4 is browser, but it's super basic. Yeah. So I believe yeah. on the PS5, I think I talked about this, and I and don't quote me if I'm wrong. I believe there's browser <laughs> settings, but I can't find the browser on PS5. It might just be one of those things where it pops up when it has to. That might be it too. Yeah, like like for payments or something. Yeah. Anyway, 
Well, here's the question, though. So it's like, you know, I don't think that people, you know, there's some, some people obviously were using uh, console browsers. But like the thing is, is I wouldn't say it's widespread, uh, super widespread or super common. And I don't think the performance was always all that going to be all that good. Right. Like, is this thing really going to like bring it home? Like it's compatible, <laughs> but is this thing going to be like, hell yeah, the definitive Stadia experience? It might. Uh, you're right. No, you're you're right. I'm just. I, I mean, might if I can if I can I play it through it. A sh- if I can play it through a shortcut app on my iPhone. I mean, I don't see uh, any reason why point. I can't do it on a Series X. That's a fair point. I didn't really think of the iPhone. That's a that's a good point. Interesting. This is an interesting way, though, for these other streaming services like like Nvidia. To get onto the consoles, Nvidia, a, Luna, yeah, uh, without having a dedicated app, yeah, yeah. Luna, you know what the crazy thing is with Luna is, I think Amazon could steal the game market or a big piece if they just added it to Prime with no additional cost. It, even if it's limited in some capacity, where they give us like, like a collection of two to five year old games. I think they could like really dent because there's a lot of people out there that just want to do stuff. That's the cheapest way to do it. And if they already have a prime subscription because of COVID, I would assume made a lot of people get prime or at least get familiar with online ordering. Like, could you imagine I have a prime subscription? So I get two day shipping, unlimited photo storage. Uh, I get uh prime video with some limitations. I get like, th- like this is crazy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I get video games. Like, what are we doing here? Like a- Amazon's uh, like smart home stuff, for example, is the easiest to set up. You can order it and have it set up for you already. If you Jesus have Christ. like you can like if you're logged in because you log into your Echo, right? If you log in to your Amazon app and go to down buy an Echo, it'll be like, oh, do you want us to just like set this up with your account already? Like, the easiest way to do it. Can you imagine them just being like, oh, you could buy this disc game, but just press play right now. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. Right? It's Mm -hmm. crazy. Like, that would be crazy. Well, it's, uh, the the streaming future could still be fighting. Um, I know Stadia looked kind of rocky there when they shut down their, their, like, games division, you know? But maybe there's there's hope for it yet. I'm not sure. I wonder how many people are actually streaming through uh, XCloud. Is that officially launched yet? Is that like a thing you can do now? What do you streaming? mean? What do you mean? Through XCloud. It's not like I think it's still technically in beta, isn't it? Like, Did like, it not come to PC? Matt was doing it. Weren't you doing it, Matt? No, that's as I was going to ask you. Weren't like like it's on the phone. Remember, you and I were playing Minecraft Dungeons on it. Right in the okay. mall. Yeah, yeah, like that's yeah, you can just there's some games and some games have touch controls now. Minecraft Dungeons was like I think the first and there's a whole collection of them that have touch controls now. But the 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 PC version is which is the web app is more than likely going to be the second version of it. So like it's we, still rolling out like it's growing. But we like the whole market's LTE kind of in too, right? Hmm? We were playing that on LTE too, right? Not the mall Wi-Fi. LTE in the mall's basement. Right. Like that's crazy. I am yeah. curious how it would do on uh, on 5G. It's supposed to have lower latency. Mm. I will say that I played Forza Horizon on it for like 10 minutes, and uh, that game is too fast for the latency. And I was doing it on right. my 5 gigahertz <laughs> network Wi-Fi. Right. At home. That was your your home fiber internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. All right. Uh, final story for this week. Uh, PS5 is the fastest selling console in U.S. history for dollar sales. This is from IGN. Uh, the NPD group released its monthly report covering best selling consoles, video games, and more for uh, February 2021 in the U.S. And the Nintendo Switch leads the charge with the best selling console for the month, but the PS5 behind it in second. However, the PS5 did overtake a record previously held by the Switch when it became the fastest selling console in the U.S. Uh, in U.S. history after the NPD group tracks total dollar sales. After the month, uh, after four months in the market, another interesting thing here is that elsewhere in the video game uh, numbers, consumer spending is up in a big way. February 2021, consumer spending across video game hardware, content, and accessories reached a February record 
$4.6 billion. That's 35% higher when compared to a year ago. So that's, uh, that's craziness. Uh, I know, I know a lot of the, uh, um, uh, a lot of the video games, like not only playing, but, but sales went up uh, during the pandemic. Sounds like it's still going strong. And every single time a new console comes out, we still say that that's the last console. That's the funny thing eh, is, is how well these consoles are selling and, and people still think it's the end. But I, I guess the, the pandemic would, wouldn't have, like, it's hard to say because of this, like if life had, was just the way it was like having those sales numbers off the bat. But then again, we also have short, short supply for consoles. So like that also skews it. I, I think I think it's fair to say that this launch of consoles is probably not going to be like an accurate way of future predictions or analysis. Like it might take another console generation to say, okay, this is probably the, the trend. So things got fucked up this time around, that's for sure. But gaming has also just been increasing regardless uh, yeah. at a pretty crazy rate. I uh I think it's either like close to or maybe even beat um, uh, sports in terms of just overall like profits or revenue, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's definitely beaten like Hollywood in terms of movies. Uh, It's it's insane. Esports stars are beating are beating like uh, like athletes in terms of their salaries like, like sport yeah because like a an athlete gets signed for x amount and, and it's obviously some you know some esports stars are doing this yeah but it's like what if you're just like an influencer slash streamer that also participates in like esports level tournaments mm-hmm. you stream all day every day you make a shit ton of money off of that you make a bunch off your merch a bunch off your youtube videos your twitter videos your facebook videos and then you also then go to a tournament and win <laughs> right it's like it's like an athlete they have like merch deals and stuff, sure. If they're like an athlete that sells shirts, some athletes are like, some athletes like, you know, what if they only get signed for a bit and get hurt and then they, you know, they don't get the marketability or whatever. Or they're not in the market for long. Yeah. I also saw that uh, video games are now more influential in terms of like a teenager's identity than music is. Mm-hmm. Music always kind of used to be that thing that teenagers like, you know, like clung to or, 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 identified with as that's what made them different or whatever and now it's like kind of like what games do you play or what games do you like well you remember like when you and i were talking ryan i forget what it was about but it, it was i forget why this topic came up but it you were saying how you could easily tell like the 60s the 70s the 80s whatever eras of clothing and then it's like the 90s to now is like there's been changes but if you wore something from the 90s it wouldn't be like totally crazy like it wouldn't I mean, be like whoa just a 90s clothes bud I think the '90s had like the last definitive look. Maybe that, like, maybe like two thousands yeah. onward, it's it's pretty similar looking stuff. At least as far as I can tell. Now things can always change in retrospect, right? Right. Um, as we get further away from that time period, and, and we look back at footage or or whatever. There, there is a. I'm gonna try to find it. There's actually a really good breakdown on why why things look dated, and there was like there is a explanation to technology why technology had a big. Uh, reason uh, for that how things yeah. are filmed yeah and 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 i am i won't be, i'm not doing it justice i'm going to try to find this video specifically but it, it compared specifically it like looked at clothing trends of music videos from artists at a certain time period and then looking at the same clothing trends that would have been in feature films from that same time period and it put it side by side, and it's like, look, one looks dated and one doesn't. Both of them are the same years old from the time you're watching this video, but one still looks modern day mm. and looks acceptable. One doesn't. And and I can't, I, I I'm going to try to find the video because it is really worthwhile watching. But it this is, is weird of, how some stuff gets away with it. This is a bit of an aside, but I was watching a, a video. I think it might have been um, uh, Vsauce. I think, mm-hmm. but he talks about how like in ancient times, culture didn't change fast enough to, for them to really have a concept of eras like passing. So like 300 BC was like, <laughs> wasn't very different than 200 BC. Mm-hmm. You know, they had the same like houses, the same uh, robes, <laughs> togos or whatever, you know, 
Um, and so they didn't have this concept of, of kind of past, present, and future, so to speak. But as you get into the 20th century, where technology takes over, culture starts changing like rapidly. Fa- fashion is moved. From and by one the time you get to the to the the mid century, you know you have that that classic 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s kind of looks. They're all distinct to us because it was moving so quickly. But I, I, I would say, I, like, wouldn't that like now the clothing isn't now? It's like the stuff is. You notice how like gamers didn't have an aesthetic and now they do the RGB right. and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean that might be the that what defines this era. You know. Yeah. I, I'm I'm finding I'm finding it's not so much the style of clothing that changes. It's just what has what has become more acceptable for clothing. Like I find that in the last five to ten years, an office job has gone from oh you have to do suit and tie every day. Now it's oh it's business casual. Or it's you know or uh, whatever whatever they call it now, and it's just like it's just a way for them to to adopt uh, to adapt to getting more millennials into their company. Like like fashion fashion leniency has become a major factor for young people searching out well. jobs <laughs> and companies because like they don't want to wear suit and ties, so like companies are adjusting for that. That's what was kind of funny about Steve Jobs wearing a, a turtleneck and jeans and and, and sneakers. Yeah, you know. Why, why be uncomfortable at your desk? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's all we got for this week. Um, yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed. What was your answer to the Call of Duty question, Ryan? Because I think it's brief. Since you, because you cut out. Oh, I was just, I was just saying that I think I downloaded the wrong one. I think you were supposed to download the base Call of Duty game, and then maybe you could launch it and do the thing you were talking about. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I first purchased it, it showed me all the pieces I could download, and I thought, oh, here's where I get to choose what I want to download. That's where I made the mistake of downloading the wrong things. I didn't even download the right launcher. And so like on the uh, on the menu screen of the PlayStation, I guess the cross-media bar, if it's still called that, the Call of Duty tile wouldn't be able to launch. I would hit X on it and it would say download. But if I went to the download itself, I could launch the game, and it would bring up that launcher type of thing you were talking about. So what the hell? It's been the most confusing thing. And the, the problem is with my slow internet, I have to wait so long to see if I've done anything right. <laughs> so, <laughs> Literally days. Yeah. So that's it. Well, good luck with that. Good Lord. All right. Uh, we stream on Wednesdays. Uh, I think we're still doing the Sea of Thieves. Having a lot of fun in that. Getting into trouble. Um, that's at twitch.tv slash media. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.